What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. Here we go. We are back again today with Get the Ball Rolling. Happy to be with you guys once again, yet again, talking all things FCS football. Now, as I uh, spent the, the weekend, as most of you guys did who are, who are diehard FCS fans, kind of flipping the channels back and forth between some games. We had, we had some really uh, underrated games that will not, that uh, probably won't make a lot of people's radar, uh, but we're really good games nonetheless. Uh, you know, I do have ESPN Plus, a lot of the, uh, the, the FCS plays on ESPN Plus, you can get it there, and uh, I do the four screen uh, where I'm able to see four games at once and really analyze and stuff. Uh, and then I also have my favorite teams, uh, like Dixie State. Uh, sadly, the alma mater fell to Delaware. 17-10, uh, to 10, couldn't capitalize in the fourth quarter. But nonetheless, they played really well. Uh, they're happy to talk about them as well a little bit later in the show. Now, I want to kind of get into this because this week is kind of being hailed as, you know, one of the best weeks in, in FCS football. Uh, a lot of people are talking about it, and it's going to be a phenomenal week, and I'm not going to downplay that. But I want to put some context to it. So, uh, for those of you who don't know my background, uh, I grew up in a small town in, in northern Utah. Uh, I have since moved out of that town. It's a wonderful town. West Point, look it up. Beautiful place. And uh, a lot of people, when I was growing up, they had farms, they had you know, cattle, they had horses. Uh, really a small, small town. Uh, I like to tell people there was one uh, stoplight in my city. Uh, you know, and uh, mostly four-way stops or roundabouts. Now it's grown a little bit. We even have a Smith's there and uh, some restaurants. But for the longest time, uh, really the only commerce we had was was a bank that was down by the city building. Uh, anyway, so, you know, and, and of course a golf course. You had to have that here. <laughs> anyway, so growing up, I was in and around farms. My, my uh, great-grandfather had a farm. Uh, I know a lot of my friends had farms. Uh, my uncles had farms. A lot of... A a lot of farming stuff, right? And uh, even even the church uh, where I grew up, they would have a church farm and stuff. So a lot of people were were very agriculturally conscious there. You know, you kind of you were around it. And uh, I remember going out, uh, and we had these big old rows of onions, and uh, we were assigned like a row of onions, and we had to watch. Uh, you know, my family and a couple other families in the community, we had to watch. Uh, the, the, these onions, and every once in a while, we had to go out to the onion patch, and we had to pull uh, the the weeds from the onions. Now, as you can imagine, as a little kid, I did not like doing that. It wasn't very fun. Uh, I wasn't playing with a ball. I was literally looking at which, you know, weeds and the plant itself and in the spring when they plant it and they they prep it the farmers prep the the onion field and everything uh, it is very difficult to tell the difference between the onion plant and the weeds now it is important to get the weeds out because the weeds will be sapping the nutrient the nutrients from the soil that otherwise the 
plant needs to live and to you know have a good plant and uh, but they're almost indistinguishable not until late into the fall do you really know uh, what are the weeds and what are the 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 plants or or the onions uh, you know so as a little kid uh, you, there were a lot of times where my brother and I, we would accidentally pull out one of the plants and then we had to rebury it, you know, the bulb or whatever. We had to put it back down uh, in the dirt. Mom and dad would say, no, that's that's a weed uh, or that's a plant and you need to pull the weeds. And it was so hard to tell the difference as a little kid. Now, uh, I'm confident, I, you know, down here in, in, in southern Utah, there's not a lot of farming where I live, a lot of uh, desert soil and, and desert stuff. So not too much, but uh, I, I'm, I can confidently say that I would be able to tell the difference now between uh, the plants and, and the weeds, right? Uh, but, but it can be difficult. Now, uh, why am I telling you this? In football, at the beginning of the season, everyone has this wonderful road in front of them, right? Everyone is talking about you. You are zero and zero. Haven't lost, haven't won. The summer you put in a ton of hard work. Now it's time. So, just like the the onions and the weeds, the first couple of weeks of the season, it is really difficult to tell the difference. Uh, yeah, South Dakota State, they upset Colorado State. Congratulations. Uh, and then we also had some incredible blowouts. You look at Mercer. They did take on Alabama, but they are a really good SoCon team. If you just hedged your bet that Mercer wasn't going to be good because they lost to Alabama, I mean, it was like 62-7. to 7 you're going to kind of look silly now because they're playing really good football. Anyway, uh, and then later on in the fall, right, just like the onion plants, it has time to grow and we're able to see it mature, the plant mature, get its stock and stuff. You're able to see these teams mature and to see which teams uh, it, it's time to go for, right? What, what teams are the teams that you're going to be seeing in the playoff, uh, you know, after Thanksgiving into December, now, I think uh, when when the farmers go out and they pull up these onions, I'm sure there's some weeds that get in there. I've never been a part of it. I saw the big old you know excavator things pulling them up, and I'm sure uh, that a lot of a lot of the weeds at the end of the season, if they're still left in the field or not pulled pulled or whatever, they do get. Uh, put into uh, where the onions go, right? Or, or the plant. And then they'll be sifted through. So then you eventually get a big old, you know, barrel of onions, whatever it is, big old truck of onions, right? And I feel like this point in the season, we now know, we've been doing these tiers, right? We know what teams are the plants and what teams are the weeds, right? We know who the onions and the weeds are. We can kind of tell uh, between wins and losses, uh, how they've looked, uh, maybe, you know, going undefeated, dropping a couple games, kind of crazy games recently, or, you know, losing the team you shouldn't have lost to. We can kind of start to tell. And I think right now we're at this sifting, uh, this sifting process, right? Uh, and it's, it's a really interesting time because th this so happens um, that this might be, you know, like people are hyping it up, one of the biggest, biggest uh, FCS weeks that will set ourselves up for uh, for the, the playoff. Now, you look across, uh, you know, the entire landscape. You've got a North Dakota State against South Dakota State. Uh, you have an Eastern Washington against Montana State. Southern Illinois is taking on Missouri State. Southeast Louisiana is taking on UIW. Uh, 
a little further down, maybe not as well known, Nova and Ilan. If Ilan continues to play good, they might have a bid into the FCS playoffs, in my opinion. ETSU is taking on VMI. And EKU, Eastern Kentucky, is taking on Stephen F. Austin. Uh, and you have some of these other games that I think are going to have profound implications on, uh, like I said, the, the ending 2014 playoff. So, yeah, it's time. But I think this is the week where we sift it out. We're going to tell this week... And, and maybe maybe we won't have an answer to North Dakota and South Dakota State, right? Maybe at the end of it, it could be a, a slobber fest, 13 to 10, knockout, drag out, punch, last person with the ball won because they were able to get a field goal. It could be like that. But in my experience, a lot of times we're at this point in the season, we're starting to see who the legit contenders are. And I would hate to even use this word, but you can use it, who the pretenders are and who are teams that are just going to be taking moral victories on the season. And and I think this is the week that we're going to do it. Like I said, a lot of big-time matchups. Big-time matchups that I cannot wait to watch. And I think that, uh, you know, we're going to be seeing... Uh, really the hierarchy of the FCS. Uh, obviously, if you're a betting man and you're going out placing wagers, this would be the week to do it. I think there's going to be some really interesting lines uh, out there. I know the FCS usually sets the lines. I mean, it comes out, there's one or two sports books that are very uh, picky about their, their games and stuff like that. But I would be, if I was a betting man, this would be, you know, FCS galore. You're going to be taking all kinds of matchups. So with that, with that in mind and that kind of of, uh, background uh, with our onions, how we're kind of at this point in the season, it's time to now harvest. Now we're sifting between at the end of the process to see which are the, the onions that are going to be shipped out to you guys to eat on our burgers and, and in our casseroles and stuff like that. And what ones are going to be weeds that are going to be tossed out in the garbage or into the compost. So here we go. Uh, another one. This is going to be another edition of Tyler's Tears. We've been doing this for, uh, you know, four or five weeks now. It's been really good. And, uh, you know, I like the tears a lot better than the rankings. So let's get started. A little shakeup at the top. Championship bubble. Have Sam Houston and North Dakota State. Honestly, last week, I, I did have Nova and SIU. I said, I kind of feel like this is the time to put Nova up there. I knew that SIU was eventually due to a regression because they had played so many close games. Uh, they ended up losing, and that's okay, but they do move out of the championship bubble. The two teams that have been the most consistent would be Sam Houston and North Dakota State, and uh, my alma mater's heading down to Texas to take on the Bearcats, so I'm excited to be uh, watching that game uh, come Saturday. Into the next tier, I call it the Any Given Saturday Tiers. Honestly, this team can win any given Saturday. I don't know if, they, if they're if they as good to be in the championship bubble to say, yes, they're going to be there at the end, but I think they're good football teams. That will give you a headache on any given Saturday. And that is Villanova, SIU, JMU, and UC Davis. Now, I was reluctant to put UC Davis up there, but however, they did go a California team on the road up to uh, Ogden, Utah, which sits about 5,200 feet, I believe, that stadium. Uh, now, it was in September, I do believe, so it wasn't super cold, but they went on the road and they beat a really 
pesky Weber State football team. So I would say they deserve to be in this category. I don't know if I'm ready to put them up into the championship bubble. They're still going to have to win a couple games to, to prove it. Uh, but this is uh, this is just one of those those times. Now here's the sifting. So this is what we're going to sift out. We're going to find out who are the onions and who are the weeds in this scenario. You got Eastern Wa- in, in this next tier. Eastern Washington's taking on Montana State. Honestly, Eastern Washington, outside of you know, Weber State probably has uh, uh, the best win in, in FCS. The Montana win at night on the Inferno was arguably the best win of the season by an FCS uh, opponent against an FCS opponent outside of the Weber State, you know, beating uh, EWU. But EWU handled Montana. Montana had a chance at the end, but I think that was a really good win for them. Now they're taking on Montana State. Can they defend it? Can they hold on? A lot of people have EWU very high on their rankings. I have them as a top five team. If I was to do a top 25 uh, of, of playoff eligible teams, I would put them there. But right now, we're going to see who's legit. If Eastern Washington comes out and boat races Montana State, Montana State beat Weaver State, and that's really what they're resting on. They're going to need a win against Montana later in the season to be considered to get in uh, to the FCS playoffs. Uh, so it's a big. I think it's a bigger game, more so for Montana State. But if Eastern Washington's able to clean it up and get the win, which if you're a Weaver State fan, and I know a lot of my t- uh, a lot of my uh, listeners are, you're hoping that EWU continues to win because Weaver State did beat them. The next game up, I do have Missouri State uh, in this tier. Now, I almost put SIU, but I think SIU has been through the fire enough. Uh, I think Missouri State, uh, they've had some good wins. They've had some really bad losses. You know, a loss that you you, you shouldn't, I mean, I believe it was against Youngstown State a couple weeks ago, a a game you should not have lost. And, um, and then uh, NDSU uh, a couple weeks ago, or yes, a couple weeks. And uh, they, yes, they beat UND last week. So uh, uh, some losses, they've, they've been, they, at times they flash. So right now we're going to find, we're going to determine uh, if Missouri State's legit. If they're not, I don't know if they get into the playoff. It would be interesting to see uh, how the committee would rank them. But they're definitely a part of this. Next up, ETSU versus VMI. Which one's going to be the plant that goes out and which one's going to stay? ETSU is having a wonderful season. Absolutely tremendous. And when you look at their schedule, they've only had one loss. It was on the road against a pesky Chattanooga team. They do have an FBS win. Uh, and they've handled, uh, I mean, they, they played a couple of close games, but they've had a couple of big-time wins, right? They did beat Furman. And now this is the week against VMI. VMI had an amazing game this last week. I don't know if you guys watched it. It was against Sanford. They came storming back. The only loss to VMI is they dropped kind of a, a random game against the Citadel. So this is really the week uh, to determine who is the better uh, team, obviously, because they're playing and, and it's going to have major implications in the SoCon. And we're going, to, we're going to see both have had close wins, both have had some blowouts, and both has had a couple of, well, at least one, I mean, for ETSU and for BMI, a head-scratching loss. And uh, one against Chattanooga, one against the Citadel. We're going to find out who's legit and who's not. Now, uh, another big one is uh, if VMI wins, ETSU will then, I think they still stay within this tier. Now, it might not be until they, they play them. Uh, but then what do you do with Mercer? Uh, they play them the last 
last game of the season. If if VMI in fact does win, um, now ETSU is at home. VMI is going to be on the road, which is going to be tough uh, when you're always on the road. But then uh, I think ETSU could hang out, and we could really see. Uh, and uh, I think they take two out of the SoCon. And right now it looks like it's a three a three dog race, right? Uh, Mercer, VMI, ETSU. I think they could take two out if uh, you know if if Mercer beats ETSU. They have a, their only loss would be to VMI. Uh, VMI's only loss was against a random game. Well, against an FCS opponent. A random game against uh, you know the Citadel. I think uh, that would be an interesting case to the committee. Finally, we're moving on to between uh, the the onion or the weed. Uh, you have South Dakota State. Uh, South Dakota State. I love them. I, I was a big t- uh, time fan this last year uh, in the spring. I followed them for quite some time. Uh, who doesn't when you're when you're in the FCS? Uh, your loss against Southern Illinois was in overtime, you went for it. I'm not going to fault you on that. But the bad loss was against you and I, 17-16 to 16 at home. Now, you, you took care and you got right against Youngstown State, but now you're at home. Uh, you're playing for the Dakota marker. I think everything rides on this game. And uh, if they want to be back in the championship bubble, they're going to have to win this game. And talk about an absolutely brutal uh, schedule on the way out. You got NDSU, North Dakota State. You have South Dakota, uh, the battle for South Dakota, right? Uh, in that rivalry, and then you have North Dakota, which is a team that is very, very pesky. Looks like they're kind of slipping out of uh, playoff contention, but a, uh, a really good team nonetheless. They are there. We will see what SDSU is. Finally, we have Southeast Louisiana against UIW. Now we've talked a lot about UIW on this this uh, this program, right? On on this podcast, I love UIW and uh, Southeast Louisiana. Their only loss was an FBS loss, and they only lost by three points. Fun fact: I believe Louisiana Tech only has two wins, one of them against Southeast Louisiana. Kind of a regression year for them, but I digress. Uh, Southeast Louisiana has absolutely played phenomenal. Their only, I mean, McNeese played them tough the first time. Uh, well, I guess both times they beat them by three it is hard in the uh, Southland they have to play they're kind of doubling them up after the departure of, of Stephen F. Austin and and uh, those teams that went over to the WAC and Sam Houston uh, but right now you look at their schedule if they want to get in, uh, I think with this win against Incarnate Word, I think they kind of solidify themselves uh, for sure. They go in as the automatic qualifier out of the Southland. Uh, but if you're if you're UIW, uh, you're kind of having this this upstart season. They did have a really good spring season. Yeah, yeah, you dropped a sinker against McNeese. It was the the second game, hard to hard to do. Uh, but you need, need, need to beat Southeast Louisiana. You cannot overlook this game. Nickel State is on the schedule the week after, which is going to be a difficult game in that of itself. Uh, Nichols kind of beat themselves last time, uh, and it will be on the road. It is at home uh, for UIW, but I think uh, we're really going to see which team can do it. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of UIW. I'm pulling for them. I'm hoping that they can get into the playoff. I'd love to see them uh, in the 2014 playoff. So that is kind of that category, uh, and I think it's a wonderful category because uh, even when UC Davis, uh, now I might not have, uh, you know, if EWU blows out Montana State and the, the week after they're, they're taking on UC Davis, right? I might not have EWU in the onion or the weed but uh, category or the tier, right? But UC Davis might fall down from that any given Saturday to that tier. Uh, the next one up, we have Sac State, uh, or sorry, Surprises, the Surprises tier. It is Sac State, EKU, UT Martin, Mercer, William & Mary with a 
big time win over Villanova. You guys know that I've talked about uh, this year uh, ad nauseum, UIW, Mercer, and William & Mary. Uh, now, William & Mary did have a loss uh, a couple weeks ago, and a lot of people kind of sold their stock on them. I did not. I actually watched that game. Uh, on Flow Sports, wonderful game. William and Mary is are playing really good. Uh, I believe uh, Mike Loxley. Without looking it up, Mike Loxley is the head coach, if I remember correctly. They're a really good team. I think that they're going to give some headaches uh, throughout the CAA, and uh, you know. I think that they uh, they're going to continue to play well, and I think they're making a great case to get into the the college football play or the not college football playoff the SCS playoffs. Mercer's playing phenomenal, uh, big time win against the Citadel, which is a trap game. They play a really unique style of offense uh, on the road. They're able to do it. Now they do take on ETSU in a couple of weeks. Uh, they're off this week, and uh, like I said, I'll be pulling for the Bears to to do well. Uh, UT Martin. Had to come storming back against Austin P. Ended up winning by one. Uh, EKU, kind of uh, an, an interesting team. They moved over to the, I believe it's the Atlantic Sun Conference, if I remember correctly. Uh, they're in there, uh, and they're kind of doing an automatic qualifier out of the whack in the, in the Atlantic Sun this year. And then obviously Sacramento State. Now they had a tough game against Northern Colorado this week. However, it was in Greeley. Uh, it was a nice day, but it's still at elevation. Coming from Sacramento, California is not easy going up to that game. Uh, a gritty uh, Northern Colorado team. Uh, they were able to survive and uh, I believe they play UC Davis later in the season and uh, that could very well be for the, the Big Sky Championship or at least a share of it. Uh, the next tier I have is, I just call it gritty teams, Weaver State and UNI. Uh, Weaver State is making an, an, an amazing case to get in. Uh, they're going to need a little bit of help. Uh, I think you got to have Montana regress, and they did not look, Montana did not look good against SUU this last week. you got to have Montana kind of come back. You're going to be cheering for Montana State to lose, and then to, for EWU to continue to kind of route people or to continue to win uh, because you did, uh, in fact, beat them. Uh, you're going to need a little bit of help, Weaver State, but they're a gritty team, and uh, I would not be surprised if I see them in the playoffs. Um, now, the next time, I, ca I call this uh, one long shots. Uh, the next tier, South Dakota, Nichols, Alon, Chattanooga, and Maine. Maine kind of, uh, not a lot of talk, a lot of people have talked about, but I think that they continue to win. Uh, they very well could make a case to get into the playoff as well. We have the pandemonium tier, Jacksonville State, which uh, really is, I mean, these are really, really long shots. Uh, that's why I say pandemonium. It would need some crazy stuff to happen. Uh, Furman, Central Arkansas, Rhode Island, and Delaware. Now I have my automatic qualifiers. Uh, we're still uh, tied for Sacred Heart and Bryant. I believe St. Francis is in there as well. Uh, they're, they, I believe they beat Duquesne this last week. Uh, for the automatic qualifier. Now, uh, Kennesaw State and Monmouth. I think Monmouth uh, is the better team. I do not... I sold my uh, KSU stock a couple years ago. Uh, when I saw them uh, I saw them play on TV, uh, they, they struggled against Gardner-Webb. Gardner-Webb is, is a better football team than in years past. Uh, but I just... I, I, they're just so uh, an interesting team. They didn't don't really schedule anybody, uh, and and then they're they're undefeated, and then they lose, you know, uh, round one, round two. And so I don't want to put a ton of stock into them because I think that the, you know history is just kind of repeating itself. And then uh, Monmouth had some uh, you know tough losses, but I think uh, they're getting through it. I do like uh, Monmouth. 
to win that conference. And then we have Davidson and Holy Cross, which I think will, you know, will win their conferences respectively. Davidson being Moorhead State and Holy Cross uh, kind of just cleaning up, uh, you know, the Patriot League. And I think they're going to they're going to be going in. Uh, I could put Holy Cross up into the other ones, but uh, they're kind of difficult. And finally, I, I don't know what to do with Montana. Uh, and as you let an SUU team uh, go up there, push you all around the field. I believe it was 19 to 20 was the final score. Uh, not impressed with Montana uh, since the win against Washington. We've talked about it a lot. You can't uh, hedge your entire season on we beat University of Washington. It's a phenomenal win, uh, but you need to continue to improve upon that. You can't just leave that and rest on your merits and, and your laurels, right? Uh, I will see what happens with Montana. Their schedule uh, is pretty easy. They're playing mid to bottom uh, level of the big sky until they play Montana State, which is going to be the Super Bowl of all Super Bowls, uh, because if Montana State loses to EWU, I think they're only going to take one uh, winner out of those two, uh, just because I think Weber State's making a really good case with that win over EWU. Uh, It would be interesting to see how the committee uh, kind of lines up their thoughts on that. Anyway, so we've talked about a lot of games. Like I said, we have some phenomenal games. EWU versus Montana State. I actually think uh, the Eagles are going to win that one. I like EWU to win that uh, and Montana State to kind of regress. Uh, it was really hard to do a top 25 this week. There were a lot of wins, not a lot of uh, you know crazy movement and stuff. And that's why I don't like top 25s because uh, you know each week is, is so different. Uh, Missouri State, I'm excited. I'll still be seeing them play here in St. George in, I believe it's three weeks' time. Uh, I do like the ETSU versus VMI. Uh, one's coming off of a bye ETSU and uh, VMI coming over a, a really big-time victory where they came back against Sanford. It could give them the the, the courage and, and the know-how to to win in big games. That was a big one. And then Seelaw uh, against UIW. As much as I love UIW, I think Seelaw's offense, uh, UIW's defense really needs to find a... Uh, just to be able to stop whatever McNeese did to them to kind of slow them down. That's what you've got to do. Uh, And I'm really excited to watch that game. And uh, so, like I said, a lot of other good games out there. Uh, for those of you, uh, now we're just, uh, for those of you who don't know or are new to the program, uh, I like to do the tiers. That's where I go really in depth. Uh, but a lot of people still ask for a top 25. If I was a top 25 voter, this is how I would vote. Uh, starting at 25, I have Holy Cross. They're they're consistent. They're a top 25 team, in my opinion. Uh, they win week in, week out. Uh, yeah, they play in a weak conference, but uh, you can't you can't fault them on that. Them at 24, or 25. 24, South Dakota. Uh, 23, EKU. I think that uh, if they beat Stephen F. Austin this week, I think they can. There's a, there's an argument to be made to move them up a few spots, but I have them there. 22, I have Kennesaw State. Like I said, I'm skeptical. Uh, a couple years ago, I had them. I believe I put them as high as four. Uh, they ended up losing, and I think that was the, the year they lost to Weaver State here in Ogden. So kind of a tough uh, team to measure. I have them towards the bottom. Uh, 21, I have William and Mary with a big win over Villanova. Uh, I do like them there. 20, I have Montana, and I know that Montana didn't lose, but the a game against uh, SUU, you should not have done that. Uh, you should have blown that team out, uh, but they're, they're, they're at 20. Uh, 19, I do have Mercer, big time. Uh, I love Mercer, big time win this week. Cannot wait for that ETSU game. Uh, I hope that they're, uh, I mean, it would be cool uh, 
you know, if, if that was kind of to determine who goes into the playoff, uh, but we'll see what happens this week with VMI and uh, ETSU. 18, I do have Missouri State. 17, UIW. 16, Weaver State. Now, a lot of people were frustrated with me where I ranked Weaver State a little bit higher last week. I think that Weaver State, uh, even the people above them, uh, even, you know, the team like UT Martin, I think Weaver State on uh, even in Martin. I think Weaver State beats them. Uh, I just think Weaver State play, has played a really difficult schedule, so I'm going to move them up despite their losses, just because they are a really good football team. Uh, Rashid Shahid, big time return man, uh, incredible. If you haven't seen his highlights, go look him up. 15 VMI, 14 UNI. Uh, Northern Iowa slowly creeping up, uh, making the Missouri Valley even more messy. Uh, 13, we have UC Davis. Uh, 12, I have ETSU. Uh, UC Davis, we'll see. Um, I think that, that uh, they'll beat NAU pretty good this week. Uh, that loss to Idaho State still is sticking around in my head. So uh, we'll see what happens with them. 12, ETSU. 11, UT Martin. I did drop them down a little bit uh, due to the fact that it was such a close game against Austin P. They, they play, I believe it's Tennessee Tech and Tennessee State kind of close out the season so they should be able to win those games and uh, really looking great going into the the FCS playoffs coming in at number 10 Villanova I don't want to follow them too much yeah it was a loss to William and Mary it was more so how they lost but uh, they were pretty high on my list uh, if they uh, struggling against the lawn this next week we'll definitely move them down further 9 South Dakota State 8 Sacramento State which I'm reluctant to do uh, Sacramento State still like one of those teams where uh, you know like Montana State and Montana uh, they've won games but I just don't know where to put them. Uh, There's still a lot of question marks around them. I can't wait to see that Sac State UC Davis game. I believe in in two weeks' time. Be a really good game. Uh, if they, yeah, I believe they they do play. I'm just going off the top of my head. Anyway, if not, oh well. Uh, number seven, we have Southeast Louisiana. Uh, number six, I have SIU. Yes, SIU is still at number six. They still have a lot of really impressive victories. I think that uh, you know if they beat Missouri State this week, which I could really knock Missouri State out of all kinds of contention into the playoffs. Uh, I think that SIU is a is a phenomenal team. I think they'll get the win this week. Uh, I think Missouri State's going to be a really gritty team. It's probably one of my favorite ones to watch this week. Uh, if not the favorite. Coming in at five, I have EWU for Montana State. Uh, these guys are just, I mean, Montana State more so by default because, again, I got to see what they, they can do. Uh, if they go up to, to, to Cheney, Washington and, and really beat down on EWU, Montana State probably jumps up into the top uh, one, well, three uh, for sure, if not the top one or two. Uh, this is a big-time game, uh, It is, and it'll be interesting to see uh, what the, that team can do. Uh, and number three, we have JMU again. Uh, kind of by default people above them losing just kind of moving them up and then NDSU and Sam Houston again uh, Sam Houston I did take him down uh, one game against uh, Stephen F. Austin I, I kind of switched up my, my, my tiers or my top 25 uh, but right now they're looking absolutely phenomenal and uh, that's our segues into our final kind of thought of the day and they're taking on Dixie State uh, my alma mater again uh, to finish off every single podcast episode I uh, we always talk about Dixie State and because that's my mom alma mater. I love it. Went there. Uh, Cross-country runner. Uh, they're awesome. Love the university. Uh, have done a lot for me uh, and my family. And uh, so they, they took on Delaware. 
Uh, looked a little bit harder. Delaware is obviously kind of struggling, having a, a tough season. Uh, they had a chance. I mean, they they did move the ball a lot better. Uh, they they are getting better. They are, I believe, they're zero and eight now. Uh, they haven't notched a win on the season, but I think it's just a matter of time. They do take on Sam Houston this week. Uh, it will be a tough game, but uh, you know, th- now it's a whack. It's not like they. I believe they they had to schedule it because you know they're they're in the same conference. Uh, but Dixie State's definitely playing an absolute fire of a season. Uh, fire of a, of a season schedule and uh, I'll obviously watch the game uh, I think Sam Houston beats Dixie State uh, by you know more than a couple of touchdowns uh, but it'll be interesting to see uh, really where we can where we can rank ourselves against the best in the FCS and uh, after that they take on Fort Lewis we're back home uh, at uh, Greater Zion Stadium and uh, finally we wrap up the season with Missouri State and uh, we'll be, uh, I, I don't think we'll go to the, the Fort Lewis game. That is my wife's uh, birthday weekend. And so usually I like to do something special for her that weekend. But uh, we definitely will be uh, there uh, at the Missouri State game. Uh, I think it's going to be beautiful. Uh, St. George's uh, during the fall is absolutely phenomenal. We've been in, you know, 75, 80 degree weather, uh, sunshine, a little bit of breeze. It's, it's, it's beautiful down here. If you have a chance to, to visit St. George, Utah, you definitely should. Uh, come out for a game, all the FCS uh, lovers. And uh, it looks like next year's schedule does not uh, let up for the Dixie State Trailblazers. So uh, be fun to continue to cover them. Anyway, so that's how we're wrapping it up today. Uh, a lot of fun. We went over a lot of things. We went over, uh, you know, the difference between the onions and the weeds. This is the week to do it. We're kind of sifting uh, this week. You could maybe even put the allegory, uh, you know, the wheat and the tares, if you want to go with that one. Uh, I liked the onion and the and the weeds just because it's a little bit more applicable in my life, and I've seen it. Uh, one guy even, uh, you know, panning for gold. You kind of sifting through things, but really, uh, I. I think that the onions, you know, we're really looking to see where we're sifting it out. Uh, who the really, good, who are the good teams? Who are the the the, the real contenders? Who are, uh, you know, the quote unquote pretenders? And uh, who are just teams that are going to be taking the moral victory? We're just going to be happy with the the season results. So uh, I'm glad you guys like to continue to support this channel. You guys are absolutely phenomenal, uh, getting in insane amounts of, of downloads, and and it's really come a long ways in the three years that I've been doing this third football season. Crazy to say so, but it is the numero tres. Um, for your, for all of you that have not subscribed, continue to hit that subscribe button, uh, like, comment, rate, review, whatever you guys do. Uh, reach out to us on our social media platforms and uh, continue to support this channel. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Enjoy the FCS, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Have a great one, and keep the ball rolling.